Welcome to the Marcia Miyake Show, where our mission is to share thought-provoking ideas, practical tools, and tangible strategies to up-level your life, business, and relationships. I'm your host, Marcia Miyake, leadership and emotional intelligence consultant, executive coach, and conscious mama of two. Through solo episodes and interviews with experts in the medical, research, business, and spiritual fields, this show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome, guys. It's great to be back. We've got another great question to get stuck into today. So I will hand that over to Mars and we'll, we'll get started. Cool. So the question reads, what happens when you started out on the same path, but you've grown apart? And the second part of that question is, what do you do when your partner isn't open to personal development? This is mm. such a great question. And so Dan and I, we don't uh, prepare per se for each episode we like to kind of speak from the heart but we did have like a two second chat before we hit record and uh, I was just creating some context in that like I said to Dan like now if he and I met together as I am at the age I am with the kids that I have if I met him today um, and he wasn't into personal development or he wasn't into growth, like we just couldn't be together. But I understand that that's not everybody's situation. And some relationships have been, you know, like 10, 20, like a long time. Some people got together when they were in high school. So I said, you know, if we were together from high school and we have a family now, I definitely wouldn't leave him if he wasn't into personal development or growing at my pace, but it would definitely cause some friction. Um, So one thing that I I will add is one of my favorite um, teachers is Esther Perel. She is an expert on relationships, intimacy, all the things. She is absolutely incredible and amazing researcher. And one of the things she said that always kind of rang true for me, and it was just a, a, a great little reminder to myself, was that, you know, nowadays we put so much pressure on one person, on this one individual. Like, Dan needs to be my everything. He needs to be my provider. He needs to be my lover. He needs to be my best friend. He needs to... And you put so much pressure. You get, you're trying to get all of your needs met by one person. And historically, that was not the case. Historically, we had other relationships. We had other people meeting different needs. And now... No wonder we're so dissatisfied when I expect him to be my best friend and everything. Maybe your partner can't be your best friend in this situation. Maybe he can't be all of the things. And and um, so for me, if Dan wasn't into personal development, I think the first thing that I would do, and I was committed to this relationship, is just find some, some common ground. He doesn't need to be my personal development buddy. We don't need to go to Tony Robbins together. He doesn't need to be in my book club. But maybe we can just find what is the thing that we love and that we have in common and focus on that because our brain Mm. does this funny thing where we tend to focus on what's missing I mean as someone who's done a lot of work even I can fall into that trap and I'm starting to look at the things that I don't have and I'm like what am I actually doing like let me focus on what I do have so I would invite you to reflect on your relationship and be like 
what is good here? Where do we have common ground? Where do we have common interests? And let's double down on that. So that's probably where I would start as an immediate thing to kind of remove the little level of dissatisfaction. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, you know, it's really deep. It's a it's a big question because there are so many layers to this and we don't know the specific uh, situation. But grown apart how, you know, it, it's similar to what you said, finding common ground. Um, how have we grown apart and, and why have we grown apart? Is it because we have stopped appreciating each other for all the simple things? Remember mm-hmm. what you fell for when you met and focus on those those positives and every man just wants to feel loved and respected and every woman wants to feel loved and safe and I guess when it comes to the man if you're starting to get told uh, that you're not growing that we're on different paths I don't know if that's happening or not I have no idea but it's just going to drive him further away uh, he wants to be appreciated. He wants to be encouraged. So maybe start to look at uh, some things in the relationship and in his life that we can, um, you know, we can we can focus on and encourage and compliment and and try to get some spark back in that way. Um, some things that you love to do together. Um, and yeah, it's it is a tricky one without knowing exactly what is happening. But that's where I would start. Yeah, I think appreciation is one of the biggest needs of the masculine. I say this all the time. I think you can transform your relationship from appreciation. I think what's important to note is that it needs to be authentic. Like a man can feel when you are pandering him like, oh, you're doing such a good When you don't actually mean it, like find the thing that you really appreciate. Find the thing like, did he help you with the kids that night? Did he do something? And really acknowledge that and make sure it's coming from a grounded, very nurturing, but a real place and not like it's it's sounding fluffy and like you're you're we don't want to be grasping, right? So we really want to get grounded and be like, what am I really appreciating about him right now? And let me communicate that to him. Because I agree with Dan, like And I have done this wrong in the past, okay? It's like, you know, I'm doing some things right now because I did them so wrong in the past. So in the past, when I was on my personal development journey and I wanted my partner to catch up, I genuinely wanted them to catch up. And they were just never going to, right? I had different goals. I had a different vision. Um, But I remember kind of being in their face about like, hey, do this, hey, do that. And no man wants to be told what to do. They want to be the decision maker. They want to be the decision maker. So it's like, find what lights him up. What does he want to do? And I think that's what you had mentioned before is getting some goals, like finding out what he actually is passionate about. And that's right. I think it comes down to to setting some goals as a couple and as a family and having that honest and open communication and hey, like I really want to have a talk about our future, um, what are, what we want to achieve together and individually. Because just because you're you're not focused on necessarily the same things, doesn't mean you can't support each other and and encourage each other in your different paths. It's still teamwork. It's still you know supporting the one end goal. You know, uh, Master and I's works. It, it, we did some different work, but we're still always supportive and encouraging each other. Um, to achieve because the end goal is building you know our, our family and you know I think that's that's a good point to start a great point to start with is is asking those questions what does he want to achieve or what does she want to achieve 
and finding out what drives them, what goals and uh, they have and what could motivate them. And maybe they've lost that. Maybe they've lost a bit of that spark, a bit of that fire, and I don't think it's possible anymore, but maybe with a bit of encouragement and a bit of a conversation, maybe we can. And mm. getting something moving in that department, getting some goals down and maybe getting a little bit of a fire back might be the step that the person needs to then eventually end up on you know, some personal growth because if you're going to start a new business or start a new job or whatever the goal is, get fit, you're going to start to learn something new. You're going to start to take steps in a, in a new direction and a better direction and that could be where you know, a great place to start on, mm. on, um, on yeah. cha- making change. Yeah, and that's why I love the idea of family goals because if you're the ambitious one, then I'm sure you have like 20 goals that you want to achieve but if someone is not that way inclined – They probably don't have a list of goals that they want to achieve. But if you say like, hey, what do we want to do as a family? Like, do we want to buy our dream home in two years? Do we want to go on a family holiday? Do we want when you can get around a vision that is inspiring to them and that it's not so much weighted just on them, but as a family unit that could get them the the um, motivation to kind of get started. The other thing is women we tend to really enjoy personal development and I don't know if men like it in the same way or they view it differently or or what but maybe it needs to be framed differently too like maybe it's more about progress you know when we talk about satisfaction and fulfillment in life it's not about who's the happiest it's not about who's the most successful it's the person who feels like they're making progress so how can we frame our life so that we are making progress like I know that's one of the things that Dan and I talk about quite often we're like oh and we're doing this and we're doing that and it's our way of highlighting the ways that we are making progress and that keeps us like inspired and and motivated I think the other thing that I would say in terms of if I'm really into personal development and maybe Dan is not, it's like being really, really, really okay with him not being into it, which is super challenging. And again, the the disclaimer here is like, this is assuming that you are in love with this person. You This is your forever person. If I'm dating someone now, and he's not into personal development, like that's a red flag for me. I'm not moving forward. But if this is my husband of like two years, 10 years, 20 years, I'm not going anywhere because he doesn't have the same um, ambition as me. What I would do is be so embodied in my own work. And and that's kind of like the, the funny, like, you know, interplay of all this is that When you are so fully embodied in your own work, the less you require other people to be at your level. And then the other thing is, is when you do your work, and this is the feedback I get from clients a lot, is like, I made these changes. I When you show up differently, people show up differently. It's just how it works. So as you become more evolved and more like elevated, people have to kind of meet you where you're at. And then again, if there is a discrepancy between like, hey, he's not coming up at my level. I keep accelerating. I'm rising. And he's just like not. And this is what's causing 
friction or a relationship. Now you, as the person who has done the work and understands how the energetics works and how it's going to, whoever has the bigger energy wins, right? So if you've got the bigger energy and you're the elevated one and he's like kind of down here or she's kind of down here, like now it's your work to go down and meet them where they're at. Right. And this is, you know, this is the calling for some of us is like, you know, maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's not your husband. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your sister or your brother who their frequency is so low. You're never going to cut these people out of your life because you love them. And it just means that you need to become so elevated. Number one, being so grounded in your work that it's like, okay, this is my stuff and I don't need them to come along. And then also showing up in such a way that they're like, wow, what's that person doing? I want to be like them. And then I think probably one of the most important things is being completely detached from it, which I think is the most challenging part because we want them. I'm very fortunate. Dan's super into personal development. But if he wasn't, I think I'd have to have that. And I wanted to be with him. I'd have to have that level of detachment of like, if he's not coming along with me and he's my forever person, I have to be okay with that. Yeah, for sure. And something else has just come up for me as well. It's, uh, you know, if you are into your personal development, you, you're going to events, you're going to a seminar, you're going to, uh, you've got a course, you've got something. Um, having a conversation and say, look, I know this isn't for you. I don't, I don't expect you to get involved with it but for this one I'd really appreciate and and enjoy if you just came along and supported and that way they can get around the environment and maybe something might click it's a way of not putting any pressure on and and saying hey I know this isn't for you I know it doesn't interest you but um, maybe you can just support me on this one and that that alone could be it could be a turning point you know for for the partner and in that regard because the environment is so important and when they see that hey it's not just you it's all these other people that are motivated inspired fired up that are that are seeing change and having these breakthroughs maybe maybe something might click and go hey maybe i should look further into this that's so true yeah because I was into personal development, but my way of personal development was books. I was just an avid reader. I was like insane, the amount that I would read. And then I was dating this guy who had a sales job and he called someone who tried to sell him tickets to this like personal development um, conference. And he was like, let's go. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you so got scammed. This is going to be a complete scam. He's like, it's free. I'm like, oh, even more of a scam. This was my the way my mind thought. I was like, what a scam. No one's going to come and do an event for free, blah, 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 blah. Just completely was annoyed that he was dragging me to this thing. And I got there. And guess who got the most out of it? Me. And guess who the, who's the one that propelled forward? Me. I was, And this was the boyfriend that later I was like, he's not keeping up with me. Because I completely ran with it. But I was so skeptical of going. But once I got into the room and I learned and I was like, wow. And from there, I actually became a bit of like a conference junkie where I would literally fly around the country to go to these things because they are that good. Um, so yeah, I think just also being detached with that request too and using those sparingly. I can't remember who I was listening to, but it was, I think it was a relationship, um, coach that was talking about how, like when you, or no, it was, um, Tom Bilio and his wife talking about how, when they say something is important to me, to their, to their, to each other, um, 
it's really important. They're not like, hey, can you come to the park with me? It's really important to me. Like, mm-hmm. they save those. Like, this yeah. is important to me. And then the other one, regardless if they want to go or not, they decide to go and the agreement is that they make the best of it. Like, they're not, like, dragging their feet and rolling their eyes that they're like, okay, we're doing this together. Let's go. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool is, like, using those requests sparingly, not just, like, always you know, request, request, request of them doing something that's out of their comfort zone. Um, and then also when you decide to do it, that you're fully going to commit to doing it yeah, together. For sure. So I guess hopefully that's answered a lot of, a lot of that question. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about, okay, so we've tried to have the conversations about setting goals. We've, we've tried to, you know, um, have some open communication, find some common ground, and we're, we're met with aggression and no interest. So where do we go from here? I want oh, to cover that. Yeah. Do you want me to start? Do you want to start? You can start. Um, well, if it's met with aggression, I would be really looking at why, like, this is, this is, and has this come up before? Because here's the thing. It's like, it's challenging in a relationship because like, let's say you guys got together in high school and you guys are like so in love and you guys were going on the same path. So who's the one that changed? Was it you or was it the other person? Because if you're there, that person is going steady on that path that they were going, just living life, paying bills and like la da da. And then you're like, I'm, you know, really chasing my next level. Like you're the one that's had the identity change really. And I don't I personally don't know how I would respond to someone being aggressive to me because I would I would, I personally just would never tolerate that. Mm. Um so I wouldn't really know how to deal with that. That would definitely be a somewhat of a deal breaker for me. Yeah, and it'd just be an insecurity. It's like this person obviously sees a change in you and they know that you're changing and there'd be an insecurity that hey, I'm not good enough and I'm losing her or him. And I think that's where it would come from. Mm. So it's 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 a it's a tricky one because if that person isn't willing to grow or change, I mean, from there, I'd I'd be saying, hey, like our relationship, it's so important to me. I love you more than anything, but I think we need a little bit of extra help and and ask the question for getting some professional help or some counselling or something, a coach, relationship coach, and. I think if it's at that point where it's like just an arm wrestle, it's stagnant. You can't go, can't move forward from there. And if that isn't an option, then I think your gut will tell you, your heart will tell you mm. what you need to do from here. Yeah, I think it's really challenging when the person doesn't want to like have professional help, and and there is still unfortunately some kind of stigma around like going to like couples therapy and all that type of stuff. Um, I know in a past relationship, I said. I think we need to go see a therapist. And he was like, for him, it was like acknowledging that what we had was broken. He's like, if we need to go to a therapist, what we have is already broken. So Mm. he was completely unwilling to see a therapist and how I viewed that. And this is just my perspective. This doesn't have to be true for you, but how I saw that is was as an unwillingness to work on it because obviously our two efforts are not enough like we are trying if we've been trying for months maybe we've even been trying for years a very 
challenging um, situations where we're just not able to see each other like eye to eye. And if you have been doing a level of work, you know that you guys are meeting trauma to trauma, which is why you're not able to see each other clearly. And when you're in that trauma state and that trauma response, you do need someone who understands this type of work that can come in as neutral, that's not going to blame him or blame you, that's just going to come in with the completely neutral perspective to bring some common ground for you guys and help you guys come to something where you can that you can agree on. That's the whole point of the therapy is to help you guys get closer together, not to someone be in the wrong. Yeah. And because you're too close to yourself, you know, sometimes you need that bird's eye view and that third person can be that bird's eye view where they're able to step back and see a different picture that you can't see yourselves. So that would definitely be uh, a place to go or at least a place to start and and try. Mm. Um, It's kind of like we had, you know, the opposite. We've had the conversations, you know, no matter what we go through, I always want to do the work. Mm. You know, no matter where we get, like I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make it work. Mm. And that's a willingness from both of us. It's a commitment that we've made. You know, we've got kids, we've got a family, we've got so much to work on that we... (laughs) I'm laughing because um, you literally said that to me. Like, so, and this is the thing, right? It's like when the man is going through something, he sometimes he can't stand powerfully in his masculine and Dan was straight up like, uh, by the way, this doesn't end. Like we're going to sort it out. Like we'll go, we'll figure it out. But like, we're not ending. Like we have a family. So it, it was really, it was nice to receive that because he stood in his masculine and basically told me like, no, because you know, like, and I wasn't asking for that. It was, I can't even remember. It was literally out of the blue. Just when you were pregnant. Right? No, 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 no. You said it more recently. You said it more recently. See, you say it and you don't even oh. notice. But it was, it was, it, we weren't arguing. We weren't fighting. I think I might have joked about something. We were laughing. Mm. And then, and then Dan was like, oh no, like this doesn't end. Like we, we'll go to therapy because I'm not doing that. Like he just straight up told me, he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not dropping Luca to you. I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. We mm. figure this out. And yeah. I was like, okay, that was, that was very clear to me that he's, willing to put in the work and willing to keep this relationship together. And that is so attractive for the feminine to have the masculine stand his ground like that. Like it wasn't in a, um, like a toxic way, like a controlling You're never allowed way. to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was no. very much of like, Hey, asserting your masculine and being like, no, this it's doesn't Cause end. I know what I want. And you know, my, my mom and dad split up when I was 18 and I saw the damage that that created and I swore to myself, I never want that. And I know, and, and they had a different relationship and they, my mum didn't have the voice and dad didn't, you know, they didn't have the relationship that we had. They didn't have the, I guess the, the strength to end things earlier or, or whatever. Or the resources what, what, to help them. That's through. right. It was a completely different situation. Whereas I know we're compatible so I know we can do the work and, and I'm willing to do the work no matter what, because it's either I do the work with Mars or I do the work with someone else. And I think that's the mindset that relationships need to take. The way we're in an epidemic, there's more than 50% of marriages end. Some countries it's 70%. You know, and, and this is, a, this is a, a values and beliefs issue. 
It's like, it's too easy. It's access is too easy. You go on social media, see half naked men and women everywhere. Ooh, it's too easy. But how about we just get some depth and we get some strength and courage and we just be committed to our partners? How about we just go, no, I'm, I'm going to make that decision that no matter what, no matter how hard it gets, I'm going to do the work. Mm. Unless you're in an abusive, toxic, over-the-top relationship and then it's the other way around. Now you need the strength and the courage to come out and, and, and leave. But, you know, for the most part, if you're, in a, if you're compatible, then we have to do whatever it takes. Mm, absolutely. What was it? What did you just say a second ago? Like you said something and I was like, what was that opening statement that you said? And I was, it really resonated for me. And then I was going to tangent off of that. And now I can't remember what you said. Um, gone. <laughs> you didn't have the strength to leave? Mm, no, it was after that. Yeah, it might come back. But yeah, anyway, that's my little rant. Do the work. Oh yes, that's what. There you go. You you triggered it with okay. that. So it was. It's either you can we can do the work together, or we'll do the work with, with someone, someone else. else. That's so right. you know, going back to like the fundamentals of healing, it's like we were quote unquote wounded in relationship. Therefore, we need to heal in relationship. So a lot of us we attract relationships that are going to trigger that some of those core wounds that we had. Hence, you know, someone who has got an avoidant attachment style is going to be with someone who has um, an anxious attachment style, and they're. Going to trigger the heck out of each other because they're essentially being like um that saying of you grow up to marry to become one of your parents and marry the other because it is our soul's desire to heal what happened to us as a child meaning you can choose to stick it out and work through it together or the next relationship and I think um, I've seen this happen so much. Like, I mean, even in my previous relationship is he didn't want to do the work and then he got remarried and then he realized, the oh crap, I actually have to do the work. The woman isn't just going to like grovel at my feet. She's going to have some needs and she's going to require me to show up for her in a certain way for her to be satisfied. Like once that honeymoon period is over, once those butterflies are over, then both of you guys are going to have some needs that's going to require the other person to, to do a little bit of healing work, a little bit of introspection. And so if you're not going to heal together and you're not going to do the work with this person, you will eventually have to do the work. Either way, you have to do the work. Yeah. I think that's a great way of ending and we've, it. We've said that yeah, a lot of times. You know, We either do the work together or we do it with someone else. It's, it's a saying that we've had. And like I said, when we know we're compatible, so we'd rather do the work together. So... Yeah, great show. Great question. Yep, thank you so much for your question and we'll see you on the next episode of That's What He Said. Bye for now. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today. If you love this episode, please share it with someone. And if you're a longtime listener, it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on iTunes. I love you so much and I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. And remember... It's not only possible to have it all, it is your birthright.